schadenfreude everybody must have screamed ah he's a sung hero a little pushy pushy are you back from listening to stairway to heaven twice now those are just words i looked up on the internet unreasonable doubt a podcast about west virginia university basketball starts now hi from the Feline Free Studio in Nitro, West Virginia. This is Unreasonable Down. It's a podcast about West Virginia University basketball, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. I'm Josh Witt. This is episode 11, Buffalo. The cats are fine. I'm in a different location that does not have cats. My cats, um, they're very rough and tumble at the hours that I am trying to record a podcast. Let me just say... You know, pros and cons for moves, right? So the pro of this move is that there's no cats. The con for this move is that there's no heat and it's 29 degrees outside. It's probably lower than that. You don't care about that. You care about WVU basketball. Finals week is over. They're back to playing. They're on a Sunday with lots of awesome sports things happening. It's great to have the Mountaineers back. And they did not share that enthusiasm. <laughs> I would not describe the Mountaineer basketball team as engaged today. I would not describe them as being up for the Buffalo Bulls. Emma Matthews remembers the Buffalo Bulls in 2018. He did, he did not play in the home opener in 2018 versus Buffalo that West Virginia lost in overtime That was the sure sign of a sad season uh, to come. I don't think I was there yet. (laughs) Go figure. A little bit biased here. Uh, But so that guy remembers the Buffalo loss at home. And yet he was out today with an injury stemming from the UAB game where he played through it. But he's injured. It sounds like it's precaution. There's only one more game until... New Year's Eve, so plenty of time for Emmett Matthews to get right, and he could not play in this game against Buffalo, and West Virginia could sleepwalk. And listen, uh, West Virginia ho-hummed the 47 in the first half. They, They were not engaged. I am not speaking out of school here. And an not engaged WVU team scored 47 points and a half. Now that sounds like I'm making things up. And I you watched it? If you didn't watch it, I'm telling you, they sleepwalked the 47. And similar to the beats of the pin game, Buffalo cut the lead in the second half. They cut it to 1. 12 minutes ago, Buffalo gets their second technical foul of the game. So two Buffalo players called for technical fouls during the game, WVU zero, which is a rare bird to, to win the technical battle two to zero. And Trey Mitchell makes four free throws in a row, his two foul shots and the two technical shots. West Virginia goes up five and they never look back. So West Virginia wins again in a sleepwalk 96, 78, (laughs) 96 points in a game that they kind of shrug their shoulders. Uh, that is, listen, the good news is that this was a sleepwalk game and a sleepwalk game in the 2022-2023 season means 47 to 39. 
And recent history tells us, and even if we went back, I'm sure we could say this, is that, uh, but specifically last season, (laughs) sleepwalking meant being down 24-23 to Youngstown State at home in late December. You see what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) that last year, West Virginia, who only had one loss at the time, was down one at the half to the Penguins of Youngstown State. They were losing. They didn't break 30, and that, and they ended up winning by 30. But that was a sleepwalk game. And so let me give you my order of preferences here. The first preference, and I'm sure this is Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins' preference, is to not have a sleepwalk game. But that seems like a big ask, you know? It seems like in a 30 plus game season that there's going to be a sleepwalk game. So fine. You got it. <laughs> Can't do that. Second preference would be to like, was do I, is somebody cooking up a 50 burger? And tonight they didn't get there, but I, but I, I smelled the aromas of somebody preparing a 50 burger. It did not get prepared. That's my second preference. And then dead last would be losing at home to Youngstown State in a, in a game where you don't break 30 and a half. Anyway, plenty of guys to talk about in this one, but look, the main guy with love and respect to Eric Stevenson is Jimmy Bell Jr. Let's talk about Jimmy Bell and what he brings to this team. And he what he was in the not engaged camp in the first half. He scored one point in the first half. Buffalo's got a 6'11 freshman coming off the bench, and that guy went career high or season high. It had to be career high because he's a freshman. 13 points in the first half, getting buckets out of the pick and roll, getting rebounds, making foul shots. And so wispy mustache guy 13, Jimmy Bell won after 20 minutes. And then something happened. (laughs) And of course something happened. And uh, Jimmy Bell was asked about it after the game. Like, what was what happened at halftime? What changed? And Jimmy Bell said that the that the message to him was be yourself. And was it delivered as succinctly as "Hey, be yourself, Jimmy"? I don't think so. <laughs> there was respectful language, but that language was much stronger than "be yourself." I'm guessing. And it had, but I'm also guessing that it was respectful. However, it was like, how do you, how do you give strong language to Jimmy Bell Jr.? (laughs) I am am not the one. And then of course the answer is Hall of Fame coach Bob, Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins. Of course the answer there is Hall of Fame coach Bob Huggins. He would give that strong uh, message to Jimmy Bell with choice words. I would never do that. Uh, and so whatever whatever was said, whatever happened, second half Jimmy Bell had 17 points. So first half one point, second half 17 points, dunks. Um, he was getting fouled really hard, and he was finishing. He wasn't finishing, but he was getting to the foul line, and he was getting through the, the tough fouls. Because you got to – how do you soft foul Jimmy Bell? You got to go – you got to go really hard. And he got to the foul line a bunch. He got his first double-double in Division I basketball. 
and Wisby Mustache guy, he didn't score in the second half. He did get an inadvertent smack in the head from Jimmy Bell. I think it was inadvertent. And he fouled out. And the guy who Wispy Mustache was in for, who was in foul trouble, he fouled out too. So Jimmy Bell, 17 points, fouled out two guys, and had 10 rebounds. So let's be clear, Jimmy Bell Jr. did this against the backup center for Buffalo. So let's not get too far down the road with this. But seeing Jimmy Bell, who's put together a few good games in a row, to do this motivated in, in a half, and just and he dominated the second half. Like there's no other way to describe it. Like he was getting position, getting the ball, and then they just had to they had to attack him. <laughs> so whatever words were used from the outside, whatever Jimmy Bell told himself, he belongs. He was himself tonight. And Jimmy Bell being himself for this team as we get into Big 12 play. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna love when Jimmy Bell is being Jimmy Bell. If that's what it looks like, no, he's not gonna get. He's not gonna go seventeen points every half. But if he is doing what he did tonight against Big Twelve competition, that's a problem because it's not just the Jimmy Bell show. It was tonight in the second half, but uh, Jimmy Bell adding that is fantastic. Speaking of belonging, the sophomore guards, Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson. They have that same kind of proving to themselves. Didn't get a lot of time last year. Um, This is not a defining we know our roles game, but they got plenty of time to shine. Kobe Johnson started because Emmett Matthews was sitting, and he took advantage of that. Kobe Johnson, seven points, didn't miss a shot, made a corner three, got four rebounds, cut to the basket, solid. And then Seth Wilson, let's be clear, Seth Wilson was making horse shots tonight. He was, he was, those were very difficult shots that he made. Uh, there was at least one, I think he had two dribble, 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 fade, nothing but net. He also made a couple of threes. And Seth Wilson, if that, I mean, that again, horse shots. So I'm not expecting that every game. But Kobe Johnson, Seth Wilson, as we're getting closer to Big 12 schedule and winning games at home, which you need to do in conference if you're going to make the NCAA tournament, you got to win your home games. If those guys are if one of those guys are giving you something at home, which is the is where they're going to give you something, the most likely place, then that's good news as well. I mean, especially given the recent Jose Perez news that we're going to get into later. So great game for Seth Wilson and Kobe Johnson. Again, it's it's against Buffalo, but getting substantial minutes, making the most of those minutes, love to see it, going to need it later in the season. And so Stevenson had a bounce back game. He was great. Trey Mitchell was solid. Keity Johnson was solid. Not great in a sleepwalk game. There was bad things. The pick and roll stuff, which Huggins is saying, we're working on it. We're we're really drilling it, and then that's what it looks like. Hopefully that's something that can get better because it's not good, and it's been consistently not good for a few games. Turnovers, not great. Just throwing it out of bounds, throwing it all over the place. Not a new thing. Lots of opportunities at the free throw line tonight. Missed a bunch. 
um, for them. I think they got to 67%. Um, but again, 47 points and a half in a sleepwalk, and then you wake up and you score 49. Like that's – this team just continues to score, and that's promising. The NBA season is heating up and there are still so many unknowns. Yes, the Lakers are not going to go 0-82. Yes, the Bucks are not going to go 82-0. But will Javon Carter stay in the starting lineup? Will Deuce McBride make it in the rotation for the Knicks? When I'm looking to get in on the action, I bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out. Right now, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, total rebounds, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. The DraftKings Sportsbook app is easy to use. You can do your same-game parlay. Really easy, gives you the odds. Definitely check it out. So download the app now. Sign up with code TBPN. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code TBPN. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so let's get to this Jose Perez stuff. So just to go back and go through how things have transpired, Manhattan College, I think they're Manhattan College, Manhattan University, whatever, the Yaspers, they fired their coach before the season started. Like not like in March or April, like in October, okay? Great timing, right? So everybody's kind of set except for Jose Perez. Jose Perez who had already won the preseason award in the conference for player of the year, his coach got fired. So he doesn't want to be there anymore, right? You follow me so far? He's out. Hits the transfer portal. A few days later, Jose commits to WVU. All right? So this is the year of our Lord 2022, okay? And this is how it works. This is my understanding how, how it works. I've watched college basketball quite a while. Coach leaves in the offseason for whatever reason. And again, it mostly happens at the end of the season, not right before the season. I'm not judging why Manhattan did that. It's just a little bit different. Anyways, coach leaves. Either he's going to a new school uh, as like a step up, or he got canned, all right? And then the player says, you know what? Uh, the situation's changed here, and so I don't want to be here anymore. And he says he's out of there. He enters the transfer portal, dun, 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 and he goes to another school. He might follow the coach if it's a step up. He might not, whatever. And then that player in the 21st century in, I don't want to put a percentage on it, but it starts with a nine. They get immediate eligibility through an NCAA waiver, whatever that is, and however that works. 
Process complete, you're done. Great example. There's a guy on the Mountaineers team. His name is Eric Stevenson. Let me tell you how his process worked. Eric Stevenson, he was at South Carolina last season. South Carolina, at the end of the season, again, a little bit different and the norm when coaches get canned or go to another school, he gets fired. Eric Stevenson says, pass. Uh, I don't want to be here now. Eric Stevenson enters the transfer portal. Eric Stevenson lands at WVU. It's his fourth school in five years. He has his last season of eligibility remaining. He has transferred multiple times to multiple schools, has not had to sit out a season once. Not once. And he's playing on this basketball team. We, We see him. He's on the team, right? A little bit different, and and I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but just to compare, Oscar Shibway, his was a little bit different. He was at WVU. In late December, the coach was still the coach at WVU, but he said, I'm out of here. And very soon after that, he said, I'm going to Kentucky. Now, did he get to play that season? He did not. He had to wait until the next season to play for UK. And you know what? I get it. Oscar had suited up for the Mountaineers. And to my knowledge, and I can understand this, that if you play for a school in the fall semester, (laughs) you can't get to the end of the semester and say, I'm out uh, for whatever reason, and then play for another school in the same season. It's not the NBA. It's not a trade situation. You, there's no eligibility issue there. Uh, but there is in college, and so I get it. Oscar's got to wait till the next season because he left in the middle of the season. I can ride that logic train to the destination of you got to sit the you got to sit the spring semester out, right? Got it. So, all that being said, <laughs> I'm not I'm not entering the transfer portal. All that being said, on Friday, the NCAA informed Jose Perez and WBU that the waiver, which is again the number in the percentage of these waivers getting approved, it has to be in the nine. I feel confident saying it's nine, and then another number out of a hundred percent. It's super high. It's an A. If you're grading transfer waivers, transfer waivers are getting an A, a solid A in the class of guys moving to different schools. And Jose Perez got the news that his, his appeal, WVU's appeal, denied. Now he gets another season of eligibility, but unless West Virginia – wins their wins their appeal to that decision then Perez has got to sit for the whole season okay and that's this is a WVU podcast I do have bias and I'm telling you with that bias I am saying that's messed up given everything I've told you and I don't have to be a WVU guy to tell you all that stuff about how it works and why Perez is in the single-digit percentage of getting your waiver denied. 
Like it, I don't have to show bias and tell you all the facts and say he's on the wrong side of a really strong math equation in the 21st century. All right. So help me understand it, you know, and when you Google transfer waiver denial, there's a dude at Wichita state that didn't get it. There's a wrestling guy that didn't get it. I didn't go through the catacombs of Google, but just the first 30 or 40 articles, they're all Jose Perez. And there's one about this dude at Wichita State and one for a wrestler. And that's it. So why? Well, you go to the NCAA website and they've got three factors. And I'm sure this is all ironclad, right? It totally makes sense. The three factors in play for a transfer waiver are mitigation, academic records, and the previous school's position. All right. So let's go through each of them. Mitigation covered. He's mitigating the circumstance that his coach got canned a couple of weeks before the season. Check. I'm marking that as a check. If I'm on the committee, check, check, check. All right. Second thing, academic records. That's a that's a giant box of I don't know what. Like those are two words that I understand, but how that equates to the transfer portal, I'm guessing you gotta have you gotta be upstanding in your grade point average. And to my knowledge, again, my source is Google, Jose Perez has not had to sit for academic reasons. And I'm guessing he's keeping he's keeping the GPA needed to play college basketball. All right. So now we're two for two, two categories up, two categories down. Then we have the third one. And the third one is the previous school's position, which is Manhattan College. And so I got to this late on Friday and saw <laughs> WVU Twitter, which can get a little rowdy, uh, really mad at Manhattan. And they were really mad at Manhattan based on a Jeff Goodman tweet that said that a source told him that Manhattan, I'm paraphrasing, was the fly in the ointment here. That was the domino that didn't fall and that they had an issue. Uh, they didn't have an issue firing the head coach a few weeks before uh, the start of the season, but they did have an issue with Jose Perez uh, requesting a waiver uh, and to go to another school. Now, here's the here's the weird part on that. Jeff Goodman deleted said tweet. So that's not on the Twitter and I didn't see a retraction, which, I mean, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Like, I didn't see something like, hey, uh, goofed on that one. My source, was, you know, I didn't get, I didn't see that. But if I'm reading a deleted tweet is like, uh, just like that, like maybe the source got that wrong. Why would he delete that? I didn't see any grammatical errors, <laughs> which is what I do. I, I just give wrong information, then I have to delete it. I didn't see that from Jeb Goodman. So I don't know what what to do with that. Uh, so what do we do besides me? Like just sit here being confused on why Jose Perez is in the single digit percentage chance of getting their waiver denied. I mean, Gabe Osaboyan, two years at Arkansas came over immediate eligibility. Like so many, so many instances of, of not, it's not a, rubber stamp because of situations like we have here 
But why isn't it a rubber stamp? I guess all that to say, why isn't this just a rubber stamp sitch? And you could even convince me that somebody could play in the fall semester for one school and then suit up in the spring for another school. I don't like that. I don't want that. I could hear that argument out, but I'm fine with that. But it's not like Jose Perez flipped the coin and said, I want out of here. There was something that spurred his decision, and now he's he's getting punished is a strong word, but like it is like it, it is a pun. No, it's not a strong word. He's getting punished because the university fired their coach. That's what it is, and that's I don't like it, and and I don't like it. Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles is a sponsor of Unreasonable Doubt, and they're looking to buy things. It's the holiday season, but sometimes it's not the holiday season. And all year round, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles are looking to buy stuff. And they're telling you in the name what they're looking for. They're looking for sports cards, basketball, baseball, football, soccer, World Cup cards? I don't know. Do they exist? Possibly. Collectibles. And that can be a vast universe. But think wrestling figures. Think action figures. Something people like to collect? Comic books. That's a collectible. And it's a collectible that you can read. Unless it's sealed up. I don't know the specifics. But anyways, Freeman's Sports Cards and Collectibles. They're looking to buy this stuff. If you've got something like that, that you would like to sell, call them at 304-416-3631, Freeman Sports Cards and Collectibles. The next game for WVU, this Thursday, 6 p.m., ESPN+. Plus. It's in the Coliseum, and West Virginia will play Stony Brook. That's a school with a basketball team, and Stony Brook I will tell you, not good at basketball. This is not how things work. This is only on paper, but it's it's a worthy exercise just to, you know, hey, Josh, why is Stony Brook not good at basketball? I'll tell you. Stony Brook's first game of the season, they went to Gainesville, Florida, and lost to the Florida Gators by 36. West Virginia, later in the season, beat Florida in Portland, Oregon by 29. So in a episode filled with math, if West Virginia beats Florida by 29 and Florida beats Stony Brook by 36, will West Virginia beat Stony Brook by 65? Uh, I don't think that. I don't think that. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think they will. But and will we be able to take anything from the West Virginia Stony Brook game? Uh only if West Virginia loses. You know my stance on this if you've listened to the podcast. If they lose the Stony Brook, we can definitely take stuff from the game. If West Virginia wins by 5 or 50, then we can't take anything from it. That's the rule. You have your rules. I have mine. And my rule is if you beat Stony Brook by 8, then it doesn't matter if Stony Brook got beat by 36 at Florida. It doesn't. So Stony Brook, I don't, 
the Stony Brooks. I think it's the Stony Brook Stony Brooks. So that'll be fun. I think there's like a picture of a of like water flowing over rocks on the front of their jersey. Don't hold your breath for that. That's it for this episode of Unreasonable Doubt. Listen on all the platforms. All the platforms. Every single platform out there. And not everybody needs to do this. I just need somebody to listen on all the platforms. Including YouTube. Until next time, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU for the 2022-2023 season. They have nine wins and they have two losses.